And Yo, we're live and we're live and we're live. Welcome oh God, to the to the Diran Diran Cartel Show. How you doing? Yes, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just handling business here. It's uh, what ten past eleven here, so it's kind of winding down Sunday. What's good with you? I'm good, man. Handling business. You're the businessman out here. For you guys that are just <laughs> for you guys that just joined us, I am with Mr. Alex Peters. It's the third time he's on the show. If you don't know him already. Go back and listen to all the episodes because he's just he's just great to have on. He's one of the very few people I just I feel like we can just talk forever, man. This chat and just do a it? whole bag of everything. Yeah, yeah, a whole collection of chat. Do you know what we've done? Do you know what I've I've got to say? Uh we've done better in the year of isolation than any other time in terms of meeting up and connecting, because it's normally at best once a year when I we know. meet up physically. Or either you're traveling a lot or whatever. Yeah. But since we've been all restricted, we've actually yeah. made it happen more times. We have, yeah. And I feel like when there's like, you know, when we're doing like some some level of like creating, whether it's a podcast, a video or whatnot, yeah. I feel like there's more of an objective to meet up. Not that yeah. meeting up with yeah. you is great, yeah. but like yeah. when there's yeah. like an objective of creating something, yeah. it just makes it more fun, like more more of a thing yeah i mean do. no you're right because i think you know when it's just a casual thing you know with all the best intentions there's always something that crops up that takes priority over just a casual link up yeah so casual link up will, ha- will happen when you've got when you've got time and you're nothing else on whereas mm. when it's an objective it fits into your diary of things to do so then you make it happen 100 percent. how was your christmas how was how was your christmas and your new year's yeah, I mean, for me, it was quiet. I had my, my older sister and her husband uh, were around. And so they came, they stayed over and everything like that. And yeah, it was cool. Just I, Traditionally in the family, for the last 20 years or so, we kind of don't make the big fuss and hype over Christmas. And there's no kids in, in the mix. And so if you have kids, then it's a different situation. But because it's just, yeah. we just, we just see it for what it is, just a chance to yeah. eat and chill. Yeah. Um, they went home on New Year's and then... New Year's was literally my mum watching a church thing live on a laptop. Yeah. My dad was watching something dead. I don't know what it was, so I wasn't there. <laughs> it was just me sitting in the kitchen with the cat beside me and yeah. me on my phone, and that was my New Year's. Yeah, but you know, you know what? I was, um, I was the same, but I, was, I, I said to everyone, I said, good night, guys, I'm going to bed before New Year's, because like, it sounds mad, but you know when, like, when you're younger, when I was younger, like, I'd go back to school and be like, Hey fam, I stayed up until 2 a.m. bro. Like, yeah, I know. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. You get excited about that. But then other than that, there isn't really nothing to, I guess, well, it's celebrating the new year. It's great. It's a fresh start. It's this and that. But I feel like it's been like a bit of a tough year for everyone. So it's, I think people were weird into what to celebrate because I think everyone thought going into like 2021 straight away is going to be like, all of a sudden, it's going to be better straight away. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's that desire it's that desire for euphoria and the thing is i don't know about you i don't know where you was but where i was bruv, i've never heard fireworks the amount of it so for example from nine o'clock straight through till midnight it yeah. was relentless fireworks and i think maybe because people weren't going out people weren't partying people just made it happen in their front gardens yeah it was just fireworks just yeah three hours straight you know what i did enjoy though i actually did end up staying up because I heard Alicia Keys was on BBC. What, on George, was she on George Hollands or something like that? A sign like, you know, like the live countdown sort of thing. She was yeah. like singing until the live countdown. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to listen to Alicia Keys. And I was like, and she's, she's amazing, man. 
Come on now. Did you not see the battle between her and John Legend? No. Uh, what? Bro, these verses, you need to get involved. Listen, Timberland has been hooking people up. So they did battles and it was Alicia Keys versus John Legend and they just had to go hit for hit and say, okay, you dropped that banger. So this is what I pulled out. And they had the pianos opposite them. They both played the piano. They sung the song and it was... Oh, no. I need Instagram to... raves. You missed these really? battles. Yeah. It, was it must be on YouTube, right? I'll check it out. They're probably on YouTube now, you know what I mean? Okay, but it's okay. something about going on and like seeing like Michelle Obama live and then you see Missy Elliott commenting like everybody, because everyone's Snoop Dogg, everyone's in just because uh, you want to see these people come together and battle. Well, you know what? I love Snoop Dogg. He's just cool, man. That's right. So you didn't see his battle then? No, I didn't see nothing. Him and DMX? No. Oh, DMX, X, go. Oh, yeah, I'll go okay. check it out. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. I'm going to go. But did you watch? Yeah, check that out. So with Alicia Keys, she did that. And then there was like the countdown to the new year. And I was like, um, I'll watch it. But there was no fireworks because usually there's fireworks next to London Eye, right? That's right. And there was no fireworks. But they did this weird visuals thing. Did you see this? I see that where they had like drones kind of thing with lights and stuff. So I didn't see it, but I just heard about it. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? I was like, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, if you're going to do the fireworks, you should have just done the fireworks and not let anyone there or not tell anyone, be like, we're yeah. not doing the fireworks and then just show it to everyone on TV, you know? Yes, and I was like, yes, I, yes. I was a bit like, that's a bit weird, but I'm sure there was a lot less hangovers uh, than usual this year compared to any other year. Well, I heard that some people did come down there. I heard that... Uh... Trafalgar Square still had a whole bag of people. And when I looked at the Hungerford Bridge, mm. you know, um, you know the, the bridge that goes beside the, the railway at Charing Cross, that the little walkway there, that was rampacked. Really? Yeah, rampacked. I saw oh. a picture and I'm thinking, COVID's probably thinking, Happy New Year. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah. You, know, you know what's crazy as well? Like when you're thinking about it, a lot, this all started like around this time last well, year no before well, okay so it hit england end of march yeah. but the first case was end of december in china that's mad. and then yeah so it was like that and it's, it's funny because i work because i'm on the radio so we had like a lady dr chesney she was um shout out to dr chesney she's listening but yeah. she was um kind of giving everybody up the, the update and giving us the kind of the when i say inside but talking about what the scientists were saying and obviously there was a lot of Panic, not panic, but concern and alarm amongst the scientists. But what she was saying from quite early is that scientists were generally angry with England because they were dragging their feet. And um, that was causing a lot of uh, frustration and tension within, that, within, within those industries because they're saying, come on, England, like London, take this serious. Um, and then that was the continuing narrative right up until we then got it in the end of March in, in England. And then um, I remember the first case, the first few, the first case was in up Newcastle. And then I think they then opened up a a hospital in in the Wirral. And I remember that because I was in Liverpool at the time. And then I was traveling through the Wirral to go to visit someone in North Wales and then come back through the Wirral's up. So yeah, I remember that quite well. And hey, we're still here. Did you, did you expect like all that madness? Did you think it was going to, I'll be honest, man. I was very like, I was in my own world where I was like, I wasn't even paying attention to it. I'm like, I'm young, healthy, all of that stuff. So I wasn't really paying attention to it, uh, paying attention to it until obviously later on. Were you yeah. ever, did you ever think at that point it was like, this is going to be some madness or were you just like, 
oh, it's just a, a virus. Okay. Or like, or... I kind of knew it was going to be a big thing, but in, like anything, you never really know what that looks like until it happens. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you how I didn't know. So first of all, having the updates from Dr. Chesney, who were coming on a guest show, I was helping out on a Sunday chat show and she would, she would phone in and, and update us. Then I had uh, a friend of mine who I teach dance. He's English from up north, but he'd moved to China. He'd came home in Christmas to see his family and then was stuck here. He was then telling me about his girlfriend who lives in, in, um, in, in Shanghai, how bad it got. So he would be calling me and telling me how bad it was. So that was, the first, that was the second thing. Then my younger sister, she lives in South Korea and it had already hit there. So she was telling me what was going on there. Oh. So in my head, I was like, okay, based on what they're telling me, this isn't going to be good. But like anything, you, in theory, I knew it wasn't going to be good, but then you don't know until it's here. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's like everyone thinks, oh, it's far away, but people don't realise the world is small. And Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, and I think, and I, and I do feel like there's, I think I've mentioned this before last time we spoke, there's a kind of like a historical arrogance. When we talk about pandemics and epidemics, you're used to seeing it on, in, um, in Africa, in Asia, in poor countries yeah we're not used to it happening here so i do feel like there was a, a there was an, an arrogance around for, probably from leadership first yeah. but i also think from the public where it's a kind of like mm, ah, ah, yeah we don't like being told what to do we're a very liberal liberal liberal, liberal country yeah but you know what like why would the public take things seriously if leadership doesn't do you know what i mean well, well, I guess you can say that in hindsight, but at the, at the time, you wouldn't have known that they weren't taking it seriously. So, for example, I knew because I was talking to someone who was working with the scientists and they were talking and having back and forth. But from a layman's point of view, you would just go with whatever the leadership tells you. So you wouldn't know that actually they hadn't turned up for free meetings, COBRA meetings, before eventually coming on and putting England into lockdown. So, again, I think it's that sort of mentality that goes from the top and, and, and filters down. And it's only in hindsight, when we start getting into blame mode, when we start saying, okay, it's the leader's fault because information starts to come out that we do that. But then actually we have to look at ourselves as well. Everybody, it's, it's, it's a collective thing. That's true. That is true. That's a, that's a very fair point because what you said then just made my brain just go bing. And yeah. what I think of that now, after that comment I just said is, yeah. it's something that was not known. So leadership does not know what it is and yeah. although everyone's like giving Boris shit and whatever and things could have been better things could always be better things could have always been done but when you're dealing with something that you don't know what it is how yeah. much blame can you put on a person because it is a person at the end of yeah. the day yeah. you know what I mean no yeah. matter yeah. how fit they are to run a country how the hell do you do something against um something that is unknown. And like you said, we are in, people don't like being told what to do in England. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah. which, which kind of brings me on to like me being in Australia. I'm, I'm in a hotel room for two weeks. Yes. Yes. You know, and I've never seen such organized, like an organization, right? Yeah. You the said mo- this. What do you mean? Tell me. Mate. Okay. So I've got on the flight. Before you jump on the flight, they ask for your PCR test and you can only come into the country if you're a resident or if you've got this really exclusive work thing. And lucky for me, I'm, I'm, here, for, I'm here for a tour, but 
I've got residency. So it was a lot easier for me to get in. Well, not easier. I just walked in. I literally went to the yeah. airport, showed my passport and everything's on the data. So I didn't even have to bring out like proof. It was just, they put my passport in and they see this guy can enter Australia permanently in and out whenever he wants. So I didn't even know you had permanent residency, yeah, but that's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, I've got permanent residency. I've got three countries now, Turkey, England, and Amazing. yeah, and Australia. Um, yeah. Gonna have to, I'll, I'll marry or give give a baby to another immigrant so they, so my kid can have four. <laughs> wow, the options, the options, just waving them. Yeah, I just hear you, I hear you. Waving the thing about. Wow, and, wow. Yeah, and what I've realized before about Australians and the country itself is, there's positives and negatives to this is they're very good at following rules. And in an occasion like this, like, like hats off to him because the minute I got on the flight, everyone was taking things seriously, like mm-hmm. citizens, as well as airlines, everything, everything was safe. Meeting and a half away, all the seating, everything The the plane seats were, the first flight I had was like 30 people and the second one was like 35 because... 30 people on the whole plane. And what yeah. kind of, do you know what, the, what size of the plane? Them it, big jumbo ones. It was one big, one lower than the A380. I think it was a 474, uh, 477. The 474. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. 74, yeah, the, B, the Boeing 747. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. So, and um, it's mad because only a small amount of people can enter Australia per day, which means the uh, airlines can only take small capacity of people, which also means that's why they're so expensive. You get what I mean? Um, yeah. Because yeah. that's a, a lot of fuel for 30 people. It is, but they're smart in the long run. These businesses, man, we're talking... Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know yeah, what they're yeah. doing, man. They're backed yeah. up by billions of dollars. Like, they might be losing money now, but all I know is when shit gets back to normal, I'm going to fly with Etihad again. They've won a lifelong customer. Do you know what I mean? So yes. it's things like that. And um, getting off the flight, warnings everywhere. It's like being in a movie, Alex. It was mad. It was like being in a movie. It was like uh, COVID restrictions. When you get off the flight, blah, 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 um, you'll be escorted this and that, blah, 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 by this person. You get off, there's military and police. People so were what, like that. In Australia or is this in your changeover? In Australia. Right. In okay. Australia, as soon as you right. get off the flight. The changeover right. was pretty sweet. The changeover yeah. was pretty sweet in Abu Dhabi. It was fine. Yeah. Airports were dead, but it was okay. Um, in Australia, so you've, uh, the airport was dead in Sydney. Um, but you go over to some nurses. They're asking you questions, trying to suss out if you are if you look sick or if you're lying or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's very smart. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Make yeah, him yeah. laugh and see how he you know, laughs. You know the ones where you've got a dry throat and you're like... Yeah. You can't even. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and then they, and then you, um, they escort you to like a coach with the military escort you. And now I'm in a hotel. I'm stuck in this room for two weeks. It's yeah. day four now for me. And yeah. um, there's military and police in the hallways. No way. Yeah, mate. You can't step out. You cannot step out. You can't even have a bus, bus a conversation with them. No, nothing, nothing. Wow. No. Okay. Nothing. So uh, on in front of my door is a little table. They place your food. They knock on the door. You have to give them 10, 15 seconds to walk away. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. My boy, James and all my people, they're on the beach chilling. They're going out to eat. Yeah. 
you know so they did it properly they did it properly yeah so i think is that so what you're saying is that they can't because i mean in a way what you're saying to me is kind of slightly intimidating and it's a bit strange but at the same time what you're saying is that they're going all out in this space which means that once you're out of that zone you've got the freedom to do whatever you want kind of thing exactly and it's like people are like oh my god quarantine is so bad like how are people gonna do i'm thinking listen all I know is when I get out of there, I'm actually I'm I'm going into a new world. It's like it's weird. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's kind of yeah. weird. But you know, when you come out, at least you know you're coming out into a safer place and you're not putting anyone at risk. Yeah. I had a PCR test before I got on the flight. 40 hours before you land to Australia, you have to have a PCR test and you have to right. en- enter within a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yes, of course. Day two. Nurses come knock on the door all covered up like uh, like in Monsters, Inc. when there was that disease, you know. Yeah. Uh, they put you, they tell you to open your door. You open your door. You stand back at the door like this. They come around the corner. They give you another test on day two. They go check the test. Day 10, you do another test. And if you're all clear, you're free. Day 14. And then if you're not clear, then what? Then you'll have to stay until you recover. Wow, but it's good. So, I mean, yeah, it's great. Okay, so now I'm gonna kind of, we're gonna we're gonna I think we're gonna throw it there. How do you feel about the whole thing? Because there's been such mixed kind of um opinions and feelings around the existence and the severity of this coronavirus. What's your thoughts on it? What you mean, like conspiracy wise? Call it whatever. Yeah, I don't. I think people believe whatever they want to believe. Right. I believe, I believe it's a virus. Mm-hmm. I believe if I'm healthy, if I'm fit, if I'm looking after myself, if I keep myself mentally busy, I'm going to be okay and I will pass through this and I'll try to spread that message as much as possible. Whether it's 5G or some shit, you know, or mm. whatever it is, whether the vaccine is, it was all planned, China mm. made this virus, America made mm. China make this virus to kill mm. the, the poor and the old to uplift the economy, all of this stuff. It might be true, but guess what? We're never really going to find out. So Mm. why don't I just concentrate on my world? And my world is me, my family, and my friends. And what's Mm. the, what's the best way that I can help these people out, Mm. you know? And Mm. I'm going to concentrate on that because I, I, you can't think of everyone. I, I can do my best to, you know, but like the truth is I, you can't, you can't think it to that death because when you do, that's when you get anxious. That's when you get nervous. And I feel like a lot of the country is doing that, which is why they are in a bit of a I mean, I get, I, I get yeah. it. Like some people are going to say, all right, Darren, you, you've got the luxury now to travel to Australia and Australia. Of course you're going to say that, but I've been like this throughout the whole lockdown. I've been in the UK since it popped off. Do you know what I mean? So, but I don't know. What do you think? What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, so I'm at, a, I'm at a place where I kind of, I'm not so much interested in kind of believing or dismissing any arguments. I'm more interested in trying to understand what makes people think the way they think, because I think that finding out a little bit about the way they think gives a lot of context to why people are saying things, which then gives you probably a little bit more closeness to what's really going on. So one of the things that I've definitely I think where my head is at right now after kind of stepping back and looking at it, because equally like you, 
I was getting anxious of trying to make, I mean, I'm an inquisitive person. I ask lots of questions, but you get to a point where you realize you just cannot possibly understand everything. So um, I guess I'm at a point where I've kind of realized that there's this kind of sense of mistrust with the government has been brewing for a very, very long time. And I think, so if I talk about the government, but then I also talk about the public, from the government's perspective, the culture of, of lack of transparency, lack of vulnerability means that they've missed opportunities to win people on side, whether there's a conspiracy or not. So what okay. I mean by that, for example, some people often say, is, oh, you're stupid. Were you just going on with all this rubbish? These are professionals, trust them. But actually, history tells us that if you look at, the, for example, the story of the legacy of racism, history tells us the leadership hasn't been transparent. They haven't been honest. So it's not it's not unreasonable to feel a sense of mistrust. But like anything, if you don't, if, if, if let's say me and you had, a, ha, had, had an issue where it wasn't a direct face-to-face thing, I heard you said something about me, but I'm not in a position to confront you. So I've got a vibe. You can sense that I'm a bit off of you, but I'm not telling you. So because you're feeling off, then you kind of, you know, I'm picking up your offness. Then I start interpreting your behavior in every negative way, shape and form without actually speaking to you there's a void and I have that chance to fill it in with things that are probably not true. So because I think for a long time, this continuous mistrust has continued to widen this void, it's now given space for the public to kind of pick on all sorts of narratives that might carry some truths, half truths, maybe no truths, but they run with it because the government has never really been culturally transparent and vulnerable. So if the government, for example, as you've rightly said, don't really know what it, don't, don't really know what they're doing. It's the first time that they're in this space. And the information has been confusing, conflicting, rather than just saying, look, people, this is the first time we're in this space. We are trying to work this out. We may get some things wrong. We are just asking you to work with us as we're trying to work this out together. You're more likely to win people. But then what's happening is this sense of professional front, giving information with, with conviction. But when you actually look at the information, it's like, well, it's not making sense to what we said last week, what is going on it then fuels this. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that, that actually made me think of Trump when you said that, because he's a fucking idiot, but he's got confidence in everything he says, hence why right. all, of, all of his followers, all the yes. people that support him, yeah. they're never in doubt. They're confident. Yes. Yes. This virus, we've got this virus under control. Everyone's like, yes. no problem, he's got it under control. So they live in less fear. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. He's lying. It's not good, obviously, to yeah. lie. It's not yes. good. But let's but be honest. I know the point you're making. Yeah, it's the you conviction. The... And the thing is, Trump rec- represents being able to say things that people have been afraid to say. He re- that's what he represents. Yeah. And so people buy into that. You know, um, obviously, there's a whole argument around racism and stuff like that. But I think one thing that's quite clear from everyone is that he represents a fearlessness and being able to say what he wants, even if it's outrageous. Mate, yeah. And to be honest, I rate him. I rate him for that. Mm-hmm. I rate him because yeah, yeah, yeah. to be as well, he's not, I can't really call him done, dumb because yeah. any man that made it to that level yeah, can exactly. not possibly be that dumb. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So he is the biggest troll, the biggest influencer in the world to get yeah. to what position. Troll. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he's used it very well to get into that sort of power. And it's always going to have a level of power for the rest of his life. Like there's always going to be that level of power, you know? And um, 
I think like with like what was happening in the UK, yeah, there was, there is, there was that, there is that doubt. And, and I think if they took the approach of being a little bit more like number one, kind of a bit more honest, then I think people would have more respect, more respect. Oh, one sec. I've got a phone call. I've got okay, a phone call. Cool. People can Who listen to it on the, people can listen to it on the, you know what? <laughs> this is an example him? of what they're like. We'll check this out. Okay. Okay. Hello. Yep. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Nope. I've got no symptoms. I feel really good. That's fine. That's fine. No. 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 Nope, nothing. Nothing at all. My mental health is very good, actually. Thank you. I will do. Thank you very much. Have a great day. That's a prime example. Okay. You hear that? Wow. So, so check this. Okay. I'll get another call in the afternoon from another nurse talking to me about mental health. Luckily, yesterday's one. Yesterday's one. She goes, hey, Darren, um... I wanted the nurses there. Um, I actually follow you on Instagram, so I knew you were here. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I've been watching your stories and you're giving joy to everyone, but I just want to make sure you're okay. I know it's like on Instagram. I just wanted to make sure. And I was like, I'm great. Thank you very much. And I was like, and like, that's, I think that's so important. I'm that's getting really two good. calls a day, yeah, right? Yeah, getting yeah. tested. So I have full confidence yeah. of Australia or New yeah. Zealand when I'm out yeah. and about. So as like, yeah. as someone that's got permanent residency here and as someone that's going to go out into the world here, yeah, I've got confidence in what they say. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Super, that's, that's, that's amazing because now there's another guy that I know, a good fa uh, family friend I know, he had COVID and he was at the point where they literally thought he weren't going to make it and he told the family they got to have their last Zoom call. And that's how bad it was. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't doing good. I got the phone call along his, the time when he was in hospital. And, you know, obviously they're scared, all their emotion, but we spoke. Yeah. And then they said, look, this is what we've been told. So in my head, I'm like, anyway, thank God he turned it around. He made it. He Sick. came home. Um, he had to learn to walk again. A few other ailments in his body. He and his confidence was knocked and everything. But yeah. the saddest thing is when I spoke to him on the phone, he said, you know what the hurtful thing is, Al? He said, um, they haven't called him once. So he has had no follow-up since that happened to him. Mm -hmm. My man was almost about to die and they were ready to turn the machines off. And he said, since they've gone home, no follow-up whatsoever. And I think this is the thing. I mean, again, these conversations can go off in any direction, but I do think what's happening here is... Interestingly enough, a lot of the, and I'm going to throw out a loose, a loose statement, and I could be wrong with what I'm saying, but just from my loose observation, bearing in mind I'm not following mainstream news deliberately, yeah. it often seems to be the powerfully, the powerful countries that are struggling with this. Yeah. And, you know, like your Germany, your France, yeah. you know, your Spain, um, uh, Switzerland, I know, uh, uh, are, not ha are not that bad, but they're not too good either. Yeah. America's a mess. England's a mess. 
Yeah. And it's almost like in that process, the kind of the Western world moral compass setters yeah. are now just at a place of real disorganization. Do you, do you think that is because those countries have more, more poverty, more immigrants, more instability? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. Yeah. in Australia, not everyone can walk in. Yeah. It's more balanced in the sense of, like I've said this before, I feel like the whole of Australia is like middle class. I feel like everyone's got money. Do you know what I mean? So when, when I flew out and um, I, got a, I got some shit from a few trolls saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're traveling in a pandemic. There's so many Australians stuck and just because you got followers on Instagram, you can fly in. I was like, number one, piss off. I'm a resident. Number yeah. two, I know for a fact Everyone here has the resources to be able to afford an expensive flight if they really wanted to get back home. Sure, sure. Like, I know, 90%. Like, you can find the money. Like, here you can find the money in mm. Australia. And if you can't mm. find the money, it's because you're too embarrassed to ask family and friends. Sure. I mean, that's it. That is the only reason, right? So, I know that. So, not everyone can come in. And I think because of that, they've just gone... And as soon as it happened, because when it kicked off, I was in Bali, right? And then... James flew in to Australia, not knowing if he might not be able to get back in. So he flew straight mm -hmm. away. They closed everything. Bang. Locked it down. The whole country. Now, in England, everyone's going in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. of course, Australia and New Zealand are going to be in this position. Mate, yeah. they're in Brisbane, in Brisbane, yeah. in Australia, one cleaner from a hotel in quarantine got covid mm -hmm. one they locked the city down for three days <laughs> they locked it down everyone's yeah. staying at home no one's allowed out yeah bang yeah. Yeah. until yeah. it's clean yeah. and then they're yeah. back out again well then that goes i think do you know what it it goes back into it ties back into this slow response it, it Again, when you say, you know, it's because of people traveling in and out, I think it's important to be clear what is meant by that, because some people would easily go in the bandwagon of, yes, see, you've got all these immigrants, immigrants bringing in whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about being clear on what actually is it. Is it about immigrants or is it about yeah. the fact, that, as you said, constant moving in and out of the country? Yeah, and I, didn't, I didn't mean it like immigrants. Yeah, of course. Stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't want people to misunderstand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, um, also... Um, the fact that, as I said to you before, they were slow to respond. So when they were starting to identify cases happening, uh, just looking at the response of people, uh, you know what I mean? It, it was just, there was too much going on. And I don't know if it was just, it was taking a long time for the UK to sink in. Actually, we're in trouble here. And like most things where we're just used to watching it on BBC news, actually, this isn't, this isn't to, this today, it's on our doorstep. And I think the fact, it feels like the fact that it's gotten worse than ever yeah. is testament to the fact that it's almost like a country like England, which has always pride itself on what it looks like from the outside, as opposed to what the inside in. Because like, for example, Americans were shocked that they have ghettos in England because their image of England is everybody sits there with tea. Hey, that's sit. so true. Right, do you know that what I'm is, saying? Australia, Australia thinks like that as well. Right. That's so true. The Queen, royal family, all of that. It's the image that we buy into. When I speak to a lot of um, 
When I speak to a lot of mainland Europeans who, one, have either moved to England and worked in English spaces, or even I had a friend of mine that worked in an upmarket restaurant in his country, in Sweden. And what, one of the things they all said is that they always find that with English people, they either take a, they, they, they don't say what they really mean, so they beat around the bush until they say their point. Or his observation when he was serving families that were from England, he said straight away you can tell because it was all about this presentation of you got to look right. And so now England don't look right. England have got this virus. And in fact, they were the first ones to get this mutation. Mm. And we've got a third mutation. Mm. So it's almost like, now what are you saying? We look chaotic now. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, and again, it's not to say that I'm, 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 I'm not saying that to say I'm reveling, reveling in that because, you know, I live here, I've got family, I've got parents that I want to protect in that space. Yeah. But it's almost like, okay, maybe let's, let's drop this front and let's deal with the fact that we've got something that we're not managing very well. Let's look at what's going wrong. And it's not about yeah. let's just blame leadership. Maybe let's look at us as a public people. Yeah. Um, the fact that right now we're divided more than ever. Yeah, You've yeah. got people who, I know your friend James kind of spoke out about people, the anti-vaxxers and people like that and yeah. being quite problematic. And I hear, it, I hear it, but I personally think it's not as straightforward as just slating off a group body of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's truth in everything. Yeah. But like everything, it isn't a case of truth is here and lies are here. The truth and the lies is, is this. Mm. And you have to unpack some truth. And sometimes people will use some truth to tell a lie. And sometimes some things are born off of a lie that contains some truth inside it. So there's logic in, in sometimes the most illogical of narratives. And yeah. it's about one, unpacking what the stories really are and unpacking why people are saying what they're really saying. Is yeah. what I'm saying. And you, I mean, I, I guess this kind of goes on to like how people's mental health is right now. Okay. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah and how people are going to be feeling with all this happening. And what you're saying about the lie, the truth, the, the vaccine people, the vaccine not. And for example, James's post about that, and I get what he's saying, like you said, and because it is funny when you've got people that are like, no, I'm not taking a vaccine, I'm not doing that, but really you sniff cocaine from people's bums, bruv, on the weekends. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and you're like yeah. saying no to a medical thing. But yeah. that person could be so anti-vaccine from the distrust that they have with what's happening. So Absolutely. you can't, like sometimes you get these really crazy comments about the vaccine, but then if they are someone that is not happy with where they are, what they do, and have been struggling with mental health throughout this whole year due to the pandemic, then it's kind of normal for people to get a little bit crazy. Explain what you mean. Like, what I mean is, imagine, imagine if you and everyone around you, mm -hmm. you don't like what you do, right? You haven't got good family, you haven't got good friends, you've got no one to mm -hmm. talk to. Yeah, yeah. All this madness is happening in the world. Of course, you're going to come out with crazy comments. Of course, you're going to get a little bit crazy and go, no, nah, the vaccine's bullshit. Everything, you're yeah. going to be defensive yeah. and you're going to attack everyone. You're going to be okay. like a, you're going to be like an angry pit bull because- yeah. Everything around you is not hatred, but you dislike everything about what you do and yeah. everyone around you is lying to you. And there's yeah. always, they're trying to, everything they say has a, a, 
an outcome for the opposite side. So you don't know who to trust. I understand what you're saying. You're trying to say you've got people that are surrounded in a situation where they've probably been dealt a whole bag of bad cards, bad experiences. Yeah. And so they don't. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now you see, and that is, that is a truth, but that isn't necessarily the whole truth. And so this is where it gets really complicated because we're living in a situation where there's, sometimes you're hearing one or two narratives, but they're fueled by probably about 33 different fueling factors that contribute to just these two simple narratives believe it or don't believe it. So for example, one of the things that they identified here in Britain was they know it in a survey that was done, the percentage of age people from the Asian community and people from the black community who are willing to take the vaccine was much lower than from the white English community. Now, the reason why that was said is because they also identified that people from the Asian and the black community were, were at higher risk to a lot of things. Now, especially within the black community that was that was kind of greeted with suspicion and frustration yeah for different reasons one because black people have felt that often I've been portrayed very negatively publicly for a long time so they just like oh don't try and put this on us again yeah. another reason is some people have felt well you know Africans have often been used uh, allegedly as a trial place for a lot of vaccines to see if they work before they put out on mass so people are already feeling a certain way from that Another thing is some people will say, well, look, tell us the full story. Are you trying to say that just because we are who we are, black or Asian, we're susceptible to these viruses more than others? Like, considering that in the past, you would have heard things like people like us are disease carriers. So these things are fueled into feeling like, well, hang on a minute. All of a sudden you want to vaccinate us first because we're priority or we're in that kind of risk of identified as, as at risk. But when in history have you ever really thought about our welfare and put us first? Because history tells us a very complete different story. Yeah. So for people from that space, you have to unpack that sense of mistrust that goes on there. Yeah. For some people who have decided to go on the health journey, they've gone on the health journey as a way of taking control of their health, which has meant that everything that they've decided to intake is of their own choice. So maybe they've moved away from processed food and made an effort to go and go down the route of vaccines, I'm not vaccines, of, of organic food and stuff. Yeah. So the significance of being told that they've had to take a vaccine is almost like, I've invested all these years into this for someone to just come along and tell me I've got to now take this. Yeah. And my ethos, so do you know what I mean? So when you start to break down some of these things, they're not as outrageous as sometimes it's portrayed to be. Yeah. And actually the line of which they get to that conclusion is quite logical, even if it might not be right, it's logical. No, you know what? It makes sense. And I'm so glad you said that because you are amongst people. Mm. Like, I know I'm amongst people, but you are someone that has discussions with literally everyone and all right. ages. Right. Black, yeah, yeah. black, white, Jewish, whatever. Yeah. Which is why you're saying what you're saying, which is yeah. why a lot of people might have not heard that before and which, sure. which, which is why they might have a better understanding of it now. Sure. Because sure. you've, you said things and although I'm, I know I'm very aware of a lot of things that happen, especially like coming from where we're from, but like sure. you just made my mind just go bang. Okay. Sure. Well, you can't really fucking blame that person for thinking like that. They're on edge. They've been on edge all their life because they've always been a bit of a target or felt like a target. Yeah. So, Therefore, their response is going to be a little bit more aggressive, maybe, yes. or, or completely opposite. Like, you know? 
Now, and now also, let's, let's, uh, let's look at this now. So, like, for example, and I, and I use your mate James. Big respect to James. James, please don't make a video about me cussing up my name because I'm <laughs> no, not... No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is then now you've got people who would align with what James was saying, but actually the reason why they align with it is not necessarily for the same reasons as him because one of the things that you picked up on, which I didn't know about Australia, he says Australians generally... Uh, I know he's he's brought he's he's brought up in England. Yeah, you told yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one thing about Australians is that you told me is that they are much better at kind of abiding to rules. Oh, much so better, much better, right. much better. So, yeah. so now take that in context. He said what he said, and the people align themselves with that. But then you've got a bunch of people who are also just afraid. They don't know what's going on. They're scared. And so they have a, a narrative like that would say that they agree with James, but actually, if you look at what's fueling their agreeing with James, it probably not be the same reason that James is saying the thing. You see what I'm saying? So now you've got people who are saying a positive narrative or a, a, a proactive forward-thinking narrative, but it's driven by the fact that they're scared. They want normality. And it's not even new normal. They just want normality. So it's kind of like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Just make it go away. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah, anyone, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And anyone that says take the vaccine, they're going to go through it because it taps yeah. into the fact that it, that's part of the make it go away syndrome for them. So like James did a post about that and so did Paul Lima, right? Okay. Very different, very different um, dynamics. Black, a Nigerian Irish guy, white boy from Windsor living in Australia. Mm -hmm. Both same sort of angle, like mm. vaccine. Alima's experience was I had COVID and the NHS looked after me. I was in hospital and they, um, I respect them and I want to support them sort of thing. Right. And what James is saying about the vaccine as well. And I get completely what you're saying now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people, James can say anything in the world. A lot of people would agree for the yeah. sake of agreeing. I could say a lot of things and people would just go, I agree. You know why? Yes. Because I trust you. Yes, yes. I trust I you. I like you and I trust you. I like you and you've never, I've never seen no snakiness from you. So I don't see why I don't trust you, right? Yeah, And totally. And also like there was a lot of people commenting on those posts going, how much did you get paid and who did you get paid for posting this? Right, right, yeah. You know, yeah. but people forget that even the people that are saying that, about the vaccine or whatnot with followers or whatnot yeah. they are they're people too they're humans exactly like, who knows i haven't seen james i haven't had a proper conversation with james in person in nearly a year which is someone me and him do a lot of when we're together right he could have did that because he might have did that to make himself feel better maybe he's scared Sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah i mean there is that true you never know you never know maybe he wants normality so he's James Dimon said it. I didn't say that. Dimon said it. Dimon said <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm not saying, like, exactly, yeah, but like, I'm not saying he yeah. did it for that reason, but yeah. he's a person. Paul Lima's a person. You know, yeah. Paul Lima is going to put yeah. his trust into the NHS because they looked after him. They saved his life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. and I think kind of this comes down to whoever you are, yeah. you're kind of going with your who you trust sort absolutely of, you know and it's all about trust yeah. and it goes back to what i said to before 
because unfortunately the government hasn't been that trans hasn't been that transparent historically over the years the language is different so all of a sudden now we're coming to an head where we have to make a decision quickly and unfortunately for some people the sense of mistrust is stronger than the need to take a vaccine and yeah. that is just that's just the reality of it some people who want to see things go back to normal and a lot of people who do will not understand that concept if you're if you're someone that is naturally a very principled person so let's just say you're someone let's just say that you came from the streets where certain attributes is like yo if you ain't loyal don't even come in my presence <laughs> you're sticking to principles now yeah and if that principle is i don't trust you so yeah yeah i get your professional but you, no, 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 I don't trust you. So me and you can't be talking about vaccine. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hinder that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, mm. and, and this is where the, the complexity of life is. Like, I can't necessarily blame leadership for this, but these are the complexities of what we're dealing with. Um, if it was that straightforward, you know, you look at the whole thing of, um, you look at the whole thing of, um, racism i remember i was talking the legacy of racism in the uk i remember was talking to someone at the end of last year and saying man after all the hype of what happened it's just kind of fizzled back into just it's there but it's not quite what it was mm. and it's just back to the same five or six people doing hardcore work at the ground roots level then this happened in america and it ignited the conversation again but how it's ignited the conversation is in the sense of what's going on over there with those crazy americans so we're not relating it back to the UK. So for people like myself living in the UK, where we need to be having a conversation that relates to UK culture, we're not having it. So what I also understand is when I think about the people around me that I've spoken to, particularly from the white community or just non-black communities who have wanted to understand more, it's only worked with me because they've taken time, we've taken time to get to know each other. So it's an investment in relationship. But what you're doing is what a lot of, Let's be real. Man them in East London don't do what you do. Sure. They don't. Come yeah. on, like, how many of the black boys that you know, like, give time like you do to mm. uh, white families, white families' kids? Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, how many mm -hmm. kids, you've helped hundreds of kids in my school sure. that I've seen sure. without sure. discriminating at all, sure. at yeah. no level, you yeah. know? So, yeah. of course, they're going to listen to you. Yeah. Because they yeah. trust you. I trust you. I could yeah, I yeah. could tell you anything, Alex. And I know that yeah, yeah. because I trust you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they respect what you say and listen to what people... This is why I love to have you on a podcast because yeah. the more people listen to you, they'll understand why I think your co comments are very valid and everything you say is said very... There is... You have no sides. You're just saying oh, what you hear. This, this is what you see. Yeah, this is what you see. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And you made such a valid point about like people looking over to America um, and talking about, oh shit, that America's going. And it's such a great excuse not to have the conversation here because everyone's making their self feel better by going, America's way worse. That's exactly it. Exactly. You it's know? doing the avoidance. And the thing is, the only reason, like in my inner circles, and again, thank you for your comments. I mean, the truth is, there's probably there's there's there's, a, there's, there's probably there's there's probably lots of other people within the black community that are doing similar work to me. And again, we just haven't got the chance to hear them, and yeah, they're yeah. in their circles doing their thing, you know. But like, I didn't um, mean to say it like that either. Of course, no, there must be. Of course, there must be yeah. people. But I don't of want. Of course, when people like there'll be people that listen to this. Go, hold on a second. Might sound a little bit one-sided here, but it's not. It's yeah. because 
I would never bring someone. Your reality, exactly. Your, yes, your reality. reality, exactly. Yeah, and, is, absolutely. And, and the thing is, like, um, what I realized is, as I said, is the relationship building. So, in order for us to talk about the whole idea and the legacy of racism in the UK and what that looks like, you have to build relationships with people and create stories with these people so that when it comes to investing in difficult conversations, they're trusting you in the journey to facilitate the understanding. Now, saying that, I'm saying all of that to say, we've got a very unique situation here because all of a sudden with this lockdown and the fact that in this restriction, it's fostered and triggered people and triggered all different emotions in different people based on their natural character. Now we've got to make a decision very quickly because we've got this vaccine coming up very soon. So we now have to unpack all of these historical issues and grievances and ignorances and stupidity and lack of knowledge in this short space of time. It's very difficult to do so because actually we ain't got time, yeah. but the pressure's on now. Do you see what I'm saying? So for example, if within the black community, there's a strong sense of mistrust because of things that have happened over hundreds of years, that's fine. But we've got yeah. to take the vaccines coming up in, in a couple of months. What are you saying? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but what I, I guess I am saying is, if anything, for me, I just want to provoke thought into getting people to realise that everything is just not as black and white as it is. And while we're continuing to get frustrated with each other because we don't feel like we're cooperating and doing things in the way that we perceive, we're just, we're just fulfilling the problem that we're already in. And this is a very divided place where people don't have a conversation. You just talk at people and expect them to get your way of ideology. And if you don't get it, you're done. Yeah, and that's where we're at the moment. Yeah, nah, I agree. I agree. And it's sad. Like, it's a little bit sad because if people were to take a little bit of time at their day yeah. to look, look up, like look around, the world would be a better place. Yeah. The world would be a better place, you know? Yeah. And your outlook on things, it would change when you start paying attention to how... Like you could be living a certain a certain life and your next door neighbor could be living a complete different life. That's right. You know, and all it takes is for them to look up and see what say your reality is to be able to understand you better, which then affects their thought process before they speak. Yeah. Yeah. Before they speak yeah. shit, before they talk bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. there's been a lot of times where I've said things and I've gone, fuck, you know what? I'm deleting that because yeah. I didn't think of this person when I said this. Sure. This is sure. my opinion. This is my opinion. But I, I want, I don't, I wouldn't want anyone to feel like I'm not think, thinking of them because mm. what I do is I, I try to get people healthy, all of this stuff. But I try to give a good message. I try to get people to understand I'm here for a good time. Mm. And I want everyone to have a good time as well. So mm. uh, what I say and what I do is kind of for that. But mm. that's not me saying, because everyone's like, Dylan, oh my God, you're so positive, all this stuff. And it's happening a lot at the minute. And I'm like, I don't want to be that cringy fucking guy that's jumping up and now when someone's dying. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that guy at all. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not yeah. that guy at all. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But I just try to have, I show empathy. Yeah. But then try to help. Yeah. But also be my complete self by kind of, 
I'm well, positive. You, you have to be you, know un- I mean? you, you have to be unapologetically you. And you know, one of the rea- realities of life is everything exists in duality. Every time there's a tragedy going on here, there's something euphoric happening over here, and both are truth. Yeah. And one shouldn't have to deny it itself because of the other. You see what I'm yeah. saying? In the yeah. same way that if someone's something bad's happening here, it doesn't mean that something good isn't happening there. And they shouldn't have to feel guilty of each other. So we existing at the same time in the yeah. same space. You know what I mean? I think um I guess my biggest take, I don't have answers, you know what I mean? And even though I speak about this with you and I've had this chat with other people, it doesn't make me any closer to the decision of do I take the vaccine? Um, Like, so, because we were talking about that. Yeah. I do have my suspicions and I recognise that um, there's a lot of research that I haven't done. And there was probably at a time, a reason I kind of stayed away because I, I like you, I found it was becoming overwhelming and then I'm getting anxious. And actually what I just really wanted to be is present. I said, I can be my best version of myself when I'm present. Um, But I guess if there's anything that I, if there's any takeaway from this for people, it's just being understanding of each other and understanding that everybody's manifesting their anxiety and their concern in a different sort of way. And sometimes it's articulated in a way that doesn't resonate with the next person. So we get triggered by the person saying, what do you mean you ain't, what do you mean about this conspiracy? Why are you so dumb? But actually behind that, they're actually saying, I'm concerned. I'm scared. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And everybody to some degree is scared. Yeah. But how they express it and how they focus that energy is a bit different. And that's where we all break down. Yeah. This is why like, when I had a few people like, at me when I left and I did the post as in I'm going Australia and the people that were angry. Yeah. The ones that said, caught, there was a few people that called me a prick and this and that. I respond, wow. I responded yeah. to them. On main, on main comments or in the DMs? Oh no, comments. Oh, you think, you think right. they're brave enough to DM me that? Whew. You think they're brave enough to DM me that? Because I will say some stuff on the DMs back, but they're not ready for that fire. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But like, and ima- forget that alone. Imagine in person, there's no way in hell. I'd love for someone. No, I'd love no, for no. someone to say that. Yeah, I'd love yeah. it. I would love it. I would love it. See, this is Dylan's East London element coming yeah, back yeah. now. You know say I mean? something, bruv. No, say it. Because I'll bring that fire back, you know? Okay. Because, yeah. and this is the thing. If I bring that fire back, maybe that person will think twice before they make a comment like that. Now, sure. although don't, I didn't lose no sleep from it, but some people might. Some people might, and it might upset and affect them. But I just thought some people are making these comments. The people that called me a prick and stuff, I responded to their comments with being cheeky a little bit, yeah, because they were being, because they were they were being a little bit personal, yeah. But the right. people, but but the people that were truly angry, I, I was like, I get it, I get it, and I'm like, here I am sitting on a fucking plane going to sunny Australia, and they're stuck with where they are at the minute. Yeah. And there's a part of me that was like, I felt, a, I felt a bit shit. Like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have posted because I wouldn't want that person to feel that way. Do you know what I mean? That like, there's a small part yeah, of like, maybe I don't. Hard, man. But then when I see people that are doing things, I'm always very excited and I want people to win. I like seeing people win. I like seeing people doing things yeah. that, and it motivates me. It makes me happy for them, you know? And I guess... It's just sensitive times for a lot of people, but I do understand why people's responses are the way they're, um, 
I, I get why people are responding in the way they are. That's what I'm trying to say. But I've heard the thing now. So this is where I think people need to take responsibility for themselves and for their own emotions. And that doesn't say, that doesn't take away from the fact that what their experience isn't, isn't great. But like, okay, so you're doing, you're having a good time. You're in a good space. You've had, you're, you're enjoying the, the, the reaping. You're reaping the benefits of all the years of hard work and what that's allowed you to do. Yeah. And you're enjoying that unapologetically. Yet some people ain't complaining about the fact, the fact that when you go on BBC One, you still don't understand what the figures are. You're still more confused. And yeah. just not only when you're not only when you're getting the information, you're, you're, you're being told about what Sally's doing in Yorkshire and what Tony's doing in Sunderland and what Betty's doing in, and, and, and just mashing your brain up. But yet you're getting more offended about someone getting on a plane. Yeah. People need to really yeah. The thing is like emotional intelligence. Like yeah. if you're that upset, you're going to take the time to go and write that sentence. How yeah. does that change your day? How does it change your state of mind of how you're feeling? No, People need exactly. to take responsibility for how they believe in, in, in how they manage their emotions. And, you know, that's not to say that people ain't having a difficult time, but what have you achieved by messaging yeah. someone they follow on Instagram and tell them that you shouldn't be taking a picture on a plane? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, a lot, luckily, a lot of people with, with your mentality were like that. And yeah. I, I didn't even have to say nothing, bruv. They were, they well, they came in and shut them down. You mean, mate? Destroyed, okay. destroyed. Okay. Yeah. That's one thing I love about. And again, this comes down to the people that follow me trust me. Uh, they know my intentions. And when they saw someone attacking me, they backed me to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's it's yeah. a trust thing. It's a trust yeah. thing. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I had that role docs because like there's only about oh. two or three times where if I had a kid dis- disrespect me, I didn't even have to speak up because the nearest kid, like, yes. I to say like that. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? If anyone said something to you, at, I, would, I was there straight. I remember this one time, someone made a comment about you. Yeah, okay. Someone made a comment about you. There was like- okay. what, Well, in school or- In school, when I was younger. Yeah. When I was younger. Yeah. They made a comment, like an inappropriate comment, okay. right? Okay. Like a childish inappropriate comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I switched. Wow. I switched. I was like, what? Bruv, shut the fuck up, bruv. I was like, shut you the see fuck that up, there? Bruv. I was like, shut and that's but you don't you you it's because people get that once they've earned their respect. You've given that's me right. so much time. Yeah. I'll respect that forever. Yeah. And the more people do that, yeah, the better like communities will become, the that's better right. we all grow as community. Yeah. And the yeah. better, like we can, so- and the better we can solve problems. Because yeah. when when you have a conversation with someone, I might like you and me will disagree on certain topics. Yeah, but I will I will sit back and listen to your opinion with respect. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, which is which is what people don't do enough. It's what people they don't do exactly. You know what I mean? And that's actually the thing is, we may not agree with each other, but actually there's a potential to learn. And so my thing is, I'm not missing the opportunity to learn something about you. If I disagree with you, why? That's yeah. what I want to learn. So there's always an opportunity to learn. Always. Always. You know? And so I guess, I guess maybe the biggest takeaway from what we're, we're saying today is, uh, I don't know what you think, but for me, it's about in the space that we're all struggling and we're all suffering, it doesn't, again, this doesn't solve the vaccine issue, but what yeah. it does do is look at, in this time of isolation, how much are we really investing in communication? Something that a, f- a friend of mine said to me this morning when I was on the phone, my morning that is, yeah. she said, uh, one of the things that restrictions and isolation and lockdown has caused for us is that we're, it's reducing the amount of stories 
that we're creating. So a lot of our strong friendships that we had in the time when we were meeting up together, it's kind of getting weaker because we're tired of doing the Zoom and, and, and the WhatsApp vid calls. So we're not talking as much now. The comments are, are happening less. And what the power in the relationships and the support and the positive energy is in the stories that we create. So how can we create stories together? Me and you, we've, 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 we've done about three pieces of work together. And most of our conversations have been around these bits of work. But that means that when we look back at the year, we can say, this has been our story. This is what we've done together. Yeah. And, and people, need, people need to get creative. You need to adapt. You need to yeah. adapt. You can't have a Zoom call with someone, but you can have a Zoom call. And obviously, it's not the same. Like us doing this Zoom podcast is not the same as us doing it in a studio. It's not the same. Yes. It, yes. Studio is, is always better. It's always better. You know, but I'm adapting to my situation. You're adapting to yours. It's that simple, totally. you know, totally. and people need to get creative with number one, spending time on their own, like mm. getting creative and embrace it a little bit more. And again, this is not mm. me trying to be, oh, it's the fucking positive guy again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. be able to do that now. So when the time comes and when things are back to normal, because it, it will be, it will be normal eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it has to, it yeah. has to. You know it'll be I mean? a different normal, I would it'll, say. It'll be a different normal. It'll be yeah. a nice, I think it'll be a nicer world. Yeah, well, do you know what? Yeah, I mean, do you know, so do you know what my friend said? She was saying, she mentioned the point, she goes, she mentioned the Great Depression, the war. She said, at the end of that, there's always been something that was birthed. So she said, after the war, you had like the NHS. Uh, someone else told me that after the war period, I think it was the war period, they said the party culture had really improved because people were going out a bit more and people were enjoying each other. Things, I think, will take a positive turn. It's said that arts is going to be something that's going to really dictate the way we move forward in the world. Right about now, I feel we're like we're in the height of chaos. And so I, right now, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But I do believe that somehow, in some way, shape or form, positivity has to come out of this. Have you, um, have you seen the uncle... Um... Tough time never last. Only tough people last. <laughs> tough people it's never true. Last. Yeah, but it's true because, yeah. and then I had this conversation with uh, Jay Morton. Jay Morton, yeah. his SAS for like 10, 15 years. Ah, uh, you talked yeah. about him, yes. Yeah. 15 years, I think it is. Yeah. Um, we did a podcast and he, oh, there was a quote, something about lot, um, like, Tough men create, bro. I'm gonna Google this right. Pull now. it up, man. You can't be dropping half quotes, bro. Yeah, I can't be dropping half quotes, man. I can't yeah. be dropping. Mash up the man's quote. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, hold on. What is it? What's the guy's name? Okay, oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, it's Jay Moore. It's not his quote, but it's okay. Basically, the quote is: yeah. "Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times." Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. Wow. Look at that, the cycle. So basically it's speaking of the cycle. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking at this sort of um, hard times, yeah. although it's not war and all yeah. that stuff, but it's, I guess yeah. it's war with something else, with a virus, right? It's a depression time. It's, it's a state. It's, it's mass trauma right now. Exactly. Struggle. So, fucking Siri. So for that, um, so all that saying to me is, 
this tough time is going to, I think, create a, um, a better life when things are back to normal because people are going to go back and really appreciate the smallest things like human contact. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit worried of my response when I get out in Sydney. Yeah. I, okay. I'm gonna, I said to James, James, I haven't walked to a bar and ordered a drink in a year. Like, That's so mad. I haven't, I haven't stood up. I've gone somewhere and I had to be seated. You know, I'm worried. Like in England, we know when you meet someone or when you yeah. see someone in the street or you haven't yeah. seen. Yeah. You know, when you, now you pause, like, do I shake their hand or do I not? In it. In it. Yeah. Someone's going to reach out and be like, yo, Darren, I want to be like, bruh. <laughs> I'll come in every kind of thing. Back up. Yeah, yeah. Back up. <laughs> I'm like, bruv, move your wow. ass. You know what I mean? Yes. So I was thinking about that earlier. Yes. Yes. Hold on a second. Yeah. Like, is this? And the thing be- is, it might not even be your conscious. I think because I've noticed that now. Now I'm hesitant because some people don't mind this, this, the, the, the handshake. Some yeah. people are not on that at all. Some people are kind of drawing for the elbow before you even, like, you've got the hand and they're yeah. just giving you the, so you're like, yeah. you're like having to. You're like, so this is going to be interesting. You need to talk about this in your story. Please. I am going to 100% the podcast on this. I'm going to do a post on this as well because I really want to see how, what my, I know I'm intelligent enough to be able to like, emotionally intelligent enough to be able to like, adapt to it very quickly. But I'm just going to observe what my subconscious brain is going to respond like. Yeah. Because you know the thing I mean? is, this is, it's, it's going to impact England. And in the sense that with England, um, we've been doing this for so long now that even when it comes to a place where they've eased up restrictions, because again, I've been telling people, even with these vaccines, let's just say by, by April, they've given everybody the vaccine, which I know that won't be the case. Yeah. It's still going to take months to, first of all, test to see if it's safe to fully relax. Yeah. But then people, because by that point, it would be a year and a half, yeah. or almost a year and a half, not quite a year and a half, but almost, yeah. almost that people are now going to be allowed to touch. And that might take a long time. It might change the way we greet people from now on, actually. Yeah. Like the, the modern greet, like distance bluetooth thing yeah yeah it, 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 well the thing is Bob, there was a point like you know how people do the one hand and then gave each other a hug yeah. that was a sudden thing because that came up I, i'm trying to think what you, i noticed that happening from about the mid late late 90s was that starting to filter through to more people but before that, that that's definitely that. that's definitely come from black culture yes 100 yes. 100 yeah and I'll say black American culture. Yeah, because it's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, it was cool. yeah the, the black culture is like, it's where cool comes from. I mean, it's, 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 true. it's true. It's true. It's true. You took yeah. hip hop. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Clothing. 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 Slang. Michael, yeah, slang. Look at Kanye West. He's a fucking madman, but the shit he creates. Man, man yeah. releases Yeezys. I've got them in my suitcase. Oh, you've got you know? Yeezys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want one because it's cool. It's yeah. cool, yeah. you know. No, but you're right. I mean, because I remember now. I remember I went clubbing, and it was night. I remember it was 1997, and I hadn't seen. So it was back in Ilford, where my old uh, secondary school was, and I hadn't seen. You know, back then, not seeing your friends for two years was like a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. And I saw them in the club, and they gave me a hug, and like, so we were, we're like 17, 18, and he saw me. 
him and his brother, but he came and just gave me a full on hug. And I remember, so he hugged me and I'm like, this is strange. Well, what are you doing? Because in the school, we weren't doing that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, the yeah, got yeah, was yeah. a spud. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get... And so I remember I was like, this is strange. And then I, you know, he let go and I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. It was just not the thing. And then I think it was only after that then we started to do this whole one-hand situation. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. This is might it... change the way we greet each other, man. Mate, it's going to be evolution, fam. Adapting, isn't it? Like, it's... It's just evolving. It's weird. It's yeah. good. It's kind of exciting yeah. as well because I'm excited to see what's going to happen, to be honest. Well, yeah, I'm excited. And the thing is, like, from a per- people ask me how am I feeling, and I say from a personal perspective, you know, I'm optimistic. I feel good about the opportunities. I've seen myself evolve. But at the same time, while I do experience that, I'm also feeling the collective exhaustion of, of, of all these narratives passing through. Um sometimes if narratives from your friends narratives from the news managing it all at the same time is quite an exhausting thing yeah knowing that you know what if there's a what if to every situation yeah and then it comes to a point where you just realize okay i just need to let go yeah and i need to be vulnerable and i need to sit with this vulnerability that i'm feeling yeah um and recognize that often society doesn't have a very positive relationship with vulnerability even though vulnerability is where growth happens so i need to kind of just chill and it's taken me a long time to get my head around it, but yeah. But, um, I think we should end it on that topic, man. It's been yes, sir. It's been it's been it's been an hour. It's been over an hour already, man. I could talk with you. I could talk with you nonstop. That's the this is the problem. That's the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> Normally, though, we have a selection of food. You're normally spoiling man with a whole selection of food in your food. dad's place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. At the moment, I've just got this little bottle of water. Like that's all I've got yeah, to, yeah. to kind of make you feel like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, wicked, bro. It's always a pleasure with you, and thank you for having me on. I really Anytime, guys. If you want to go find Alex on Instagram, it's on. So is it mechanical? Or you tell. It's Alex underscore mechanical, which is spelled M E C H A N I K double O L. <laughs> you're so old school bro i love it <laughs> why is that what's that old school about that like like the like the way you're like and this is how you spell it i'm like alex i, lo- I love you bro you're too funny you crack what are you, gonna, are you gonna are you gonna put it up on a text or something like that i but might have to in, i might have well, to do it in beat I might, like, i'll do it with your fingers as well like yeah yeah all right guys thank you for listening uh make sure you subscribe share with your friends peace and love take it easy i love peace